Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, last week on the podcast, I was telling a story about meeting a gentleman in Ireland who had a father who was entering a long-term care situation. Now, he was intrigued by our concept of long-term care insurance as they don't have that as an option in Ireland. Rather, they rely on a government system. And that government system is not free. It works a lot like our Medicaid system here in the fact that you have to spend your assets down to pay for your own care. And in fact, he was in a dilemma where his father was going into this care situation. They were going to have to put his father's house up for collateral because technically you're borrowing the money from the government to pay for care in an assisted living facility there. Now, we do something similar here with Medicaid, um, where if you're a single person, you'll spend your assets down, apply for Medicaid, they will put a lien on your house, and then when you pass away, they will try to recapture any money they paid out on your behalf on Medicaid. So that's very similar to our system here in the sense that it's a safety net um, system, a safety net program is what I'm trying to say. So I was talking to this gentleman, and you know he has no option for long-term care insurance plan, which made him wonder why you know he thought just probably everybody had long-term care insurance in America. And I kind of laughed a little bit. I said, no, that's just not it. That's not really the way it works. And he was asking, why not? Why doesn't everybody have long-term care insurance? And I thought, you know, this is a great question. And it's one that has bewildered our government officials for decades. In fact, there's been many attempts by our government to bring awareness to the importance of planning and the need for planning. And they've offered incentives to set up our own plans, uh, including tax breaks on the premiums. Business owners can deduct those premiums. Self-employed people can deduct them. You can pay for them out of a health savings account up to IRS limits. Uh, The benefits always come back tax-free, so they don't count as income. When you're getting that long-term care benefit, it doesn't push up your income. It does not make your Medicare costs or anything else go up. So that's another benefit they gave us. And they even introduced the state partnership program, which the state partnership program is available in just about all the states. Now, there's still a couple of states that don't have it, but that was just really an incentive to get people to buy a private long-term care insurance plan and use that first. And then if they run out of assets, they can apply for Medicaid and they would allow people to protect assets from the Medicaid spend down rules if they had a qualifying state partnership program. So between all these incentives and these new rules and these new programs, the bottom line is it really hasn't taken off the way they thought it would. And in fact, if you look at the statistics out there, they say 8% of the American population has long-term care insurance. Now, again, if you've listened to this podcast for any period of time over the years, you've probably heard me say it before. I hate statistics. I got an A in statistics, but I hate the way people use them. And this is kind of an example. Um, this 8% statistic is misleading because 8% of all Americans, well, we're not worried about all Americans. I mean, think about all the kids and the teenagers and everything. That's not long-term care insurance is not in their realm. So first off, when we look at the entire population, we're considering We have to take out the people that are too young for long-term care insurance. That's not really what we're worried about at that point when you're young or you're in your teens or even your 20s for most cases. So we take that out, but we also have to look at the people that aren't going to qualify financially and maybe for health reasons. So the bottom line is if we look at the adult population that are eligible for long-term care insurance, the statistics bear out that about one in four people have actually put some kind of long-term care plan in place. So that's 25%. Well, that still means three out of four adults haven't planned. They haven't taken any steps to put a long-term care insurance plan in place. And why is that? Well, this is a question, you know, like the gentleman in Ireland was asking me, why doesn't everybody go out and get that? Because he's looking at it. We don't have the option. And if we had that option, when he was looking at his father's situation, he said that made a lot of sense because his mother had already been through long-term care. And if you missed that podcast, you can go back and grab it on, on it's on um, iTunes or just ask your smart speaker to play it. And we keep it on our website as well, too, at 525longtermcare.com. But I wanted to talk today about really three main reasons that are given in multiple surveys out there why people don't have long-term care insurance and why they haven't done anything about it. And the first one I want to talk about is, is the need factor. 
many people still believe that they the likelihood of ending up in a long-term care situation is just small. And they're just probably not going to need it. And this is one that fascinates me. So let's look at this for a second. Statistically, the government reports that 7 out of 10 adults over age 65 will need assistance to get through the day before they pass away. So they're going to end up in some kind of long-term care situation before they pass away. Now, an extended period of time is the key when we talk about long-term care. So these people are going to need help for an extended period of time. Extended period of time, most people think of long-term care situations as end-of-life care, you know, hospice care, a couple weeks in the nursing home. I don't need to really worry about it. And I think there's a lot of confusion out there. What they think about as end-of-life care isn't really long-term care. Long-term care, the definition of long-term care is an extended health care event that is extended expected to last at least 90 days or more. So that's the definition. So if you fall and you break your arm, well, that's not really a long-term care situation. But like we had a client that fell, broke her hip, got an infection, and that ended up in a nursing home for 10 months. Well, that is a long-term care situation because that lasted more than 90 days and it was expected to. So again, the statistics you know, tell us basically that 7 out of 10 of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation, but it doesn't tell us what's going to happen to us as an individual. It doesn't tell us the magnitude of the situation. It doesn't tell us, you know, just basically, hey, seven out of 10 people are going to end up in long-term care. Well, for you personally, that doesn't really tell you. So what do most people think? They think, well, it's probably not going to happen to me. But if we're looking down at the population as a whole, the odds are really stacked against us. And that's what that statistic tells us. Now, I always tell people this. This is something I I started saying in a class years ago. You know, imagine that, uh, you know, you're moving into retirement, a 65 or older community. And as you move into that community, you go buy a house and you downsize and you pay cash for this house. So you don't have a mortgage. You don't have to worry about it. And during the closing, the agent says, oh, by the way, 70% of the homes in this community catch fire. You know, do you want insurance? Well, what would you do? You know, would you just say, yeah, I want insurance. Let's talk about that. Or would you go into the statistics and start doing the research and figure out, well, Okay, seven out of 10 homes catch on fire. How many of them are small fires? How many have burned completely down? What's the average cost of the fire? How much is it going to cost me to, you know, redo my house if I'm the average fire? And do I have enough money? I mean, you wouldn't do that. You would probably just say, yeah, let's talk about insurance. What are my options? Let's do that. So you have to kind of keep that in mind. That's what we're doing with long-term care. We're saying seven out of 10 of us are going to end up in some kind of long-term care situation. We just don't know whether it's going to be you know a few months or it's going to be 15 years. That's the thing. And we don't know the magnitude of that situation. So the truth is most of us you know, are going to need care. That's what the government's telling us. That's why they've been putting these efforts into educating and putting incentives out there to get us to purchase private coverage. Now, most of those efforts have not worked, which is why we're also starting to see states pass laws like Washington State did. They've already passed their law that forces people into a long-term care plan by putting a payroll tax on them. And there's 16 other states that are looking at something similar to that right now. What they're really trying to do is create a stopgap to help protect the states from the rising cost of Medicaid. Because people without insurance spend their assets down, they file for Medicaid, and guess what? Medicaid is split with the federal government and the states, and those numbers are getting bigger and bigger every year, especially with the baby boomers coming on. So keep that in mind. Now, let's go back to the problem with the long-term care statistics is that the statistics that we talk about aren't really timely, meaning, you know, that's someday in the future, right? Long-term care. I've got a 70% chance of someday in the future needing long-term care. Well, everybody thinks, well, that's, that's always going to be tomorrow. That's not today. We don't have to worry about that. And I mean, think about that from a timely point of view. Let's say that you were getting on an airplane and you're sitting there looking at your boarding pass and there's some fine print there that says, oh, by the way, 70% of these flights are in some kind of accident. You know, some completely crash and burn and others just slip off the runway. I mean, you, would you get on that plane? I mean, you're five minutes away from getting on the plane. That's timely. But the problem with long-term care is, well, we're always looking out in the future on that. So when we look out in the future and we start looking at statistics, we say, well, yeah, okay, I, I accept that 70% of us might end up there, but that means there's a 30% chance that I'm not. And that's really way, way off in the future. 
The problem, the other thing that people just don't understand about that when they're looking at the statistics is that a third of the people that go on claim are under age 65. Now, a lot of those people will heal up. They'll have cancer. They'll have a a small stroke. They'll be in a car accident. They might heal up from that, and then they might end up in long-term care again down the road. But a third of the people that file for long-term care benefits are actually under age 65. So it's not always, you know, when I'm 85 or in my final years of life. So the main takeaway in this a lot of people don't think they're going to need care, yet the statistics prove otherwise. So you just really need to consider the fact that the odds are stacked against you and you probably will need long-term care in the future. Now I'm looking at my clock here. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, let's continue the discussion with a couple more reasons people gave for not planning. I'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and we're back, and uh, thanks again for tuning in to the Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. If you're new or you missed any part of this, you just tune in on the radio, you can always get the full podcast at 525longtermcare.com. We keep about a year's worth on that. And if you download and subscribe to that, um, you can actually get a notification when they put the new ones out there on, uh, for the podcast get out there. We usually have those out there by every uh, every Friday. They're usually up and listed. Now, I do have a couple classes coming up. Next Thursday, the 11th, you hear the ads. That's a live class. That's going to be a 3 p.m. kickoff Pacific time, 4 p.m. Mountain time, 5 p.m. Central. And you can do the math if you're on the East Coast. And by the way, when you log into one of those classes, wherever you're at, it's going to automatically set the time for you. So it's really nice. And then we have another class the following Saturday, which is the 20th. And that one's going to be an early morning class. That's going to kick off at 8 a.m. West Coast time, 9 a.m. Mountain time. So again, those classes are up at our website, 525longtermcare.com. So 
Today we're talking about reasons why uh, the people gave in surveys why they just didn't put a long-term care plan in place. Um, and this is really just an American survey. So we're talking about long-term care planning in this country. And we just went over the, the reason which a lot of people say, well, they just don't think they're going to need it. They don't realize the need. And I find that very interesting because the vast majority of my clients have gone through long-term care with their family. And so a lot of people that don't have any experience with it, they just don't think they're going to need it. You know, my both my parents died, like, you know, it was no big deal. They just don't think about it. And so that's kind of skewed a little bit there. And I noticed that with our clients. I would say the vast majority of my clients have some kind of personal experience with a family member or somebody close to them that went through long-term care. But here's another um, reason why people gave on the survey. The, the, the second reason I want to talk about is a lot of respondents um, believe that their existing coverage under Medicare or Medigap, which is just private supplemental insurance, will cover the cost of an extended care situation. And many believe that they can use Medicaid or they can use the VA to pay for long-term care services if they need them. So let's unpack this. There's a lot going on here. First off, there was a survey done right after Obamacare came out where almost 80% of the people that responded believed that Obamacare was going to pay for long-term care services. Now, that was on the wish list when they started talking about this big universal health care program and all these things, and then it whittled down to Obamacare, which just tripled our insurance rates basically for everybody that pays insurance and gave everybody that didn't pay for insurance free insurance. That's really what Obama did, if you ask me. But a lot of people believed that, okay, Obamacare was going to pay for long-term care services. And Wowza, 80% believe that? It does not. It, it just it, it never planned on doing that. They had some other options they were talking about, but Obamacare does not pay for long-term care. Now, let's start with just the facts that people are answering the survey saying they believe that their existing coverage, which is Medicare, is going to pay for care. Now, Medicare is our health insurance. That's the health insurance from Uncle Sam that we have paid for through our payroll deduction. So if you're still working, look at your paycheck, you're going to see that you're contributing to Medicare. Now, that's, that, that insurance kicks in when we are 65. So we pay for it while we're working, and the idea is when we retire, we turn 65, we can apply for Medicare, and we're going to start receiving our Medicare benefits. Now, Medicare is broken into four distinct parts. Part A, which is the inpatient hospital coverage, so they just call that the hospital care. Part B is your outpatient, so think of that as just your medical coverage when you go to see the doctor, you know, get your checkups, things like that. Part C is Medicare Advantage, which is Part A and Part B combined with some additional benefits. This is where we call it Medigap, and these are being provided by approved companies. So if you have an Advantage plan, that's Part A, that's Part B, it's being managed by you know United Health or Blue Cross Blue Shield or whoever it is that's offering that, they're providing parts A, parts B, and then they might be throwing in some additional benefits in there. And then part D is the prescription drug coverage. Okay, so that's what Medicare is, is made up of. Here's what you need to know. Medicare does not cover long-term care services, period. Okay, end of story. It does not cover long-term care services. It does not pay for the first 100 days of your long-term care journey. I've heard attorneys say that. I've heard CPAs say that. I've heard very smart people, financial advisors say that. Medicare states in the fine print it will pay up to 100 days of skilled nursing. But again, that's for medically necessary care. Your doctor has to be requesting that. And it actually only pays for 20 days. And then it starts, you have to pay $170-plus a day deductible. So keep that in mind. Medicare is for your acute care, things you're going to heal up from. It does not pay long-term care. It does not pay long-term care services. Now, it will pay for, you know, if you have a surgery or you get your knee done or break your hip, it's going to pay for some therapeutic care afterwards, but the idea is that you're healing up from that. An extended care event is, you know, again, a situation that's expected to last 90 days or more. In most cases, it's more of a permanent situation. Okay, so Medicare is for acute care. Part C, those Medicare Advantage plans, or what people call Medigap, those can offer some limited services for support after accidents, after illnesses, things like that. Like they'll even put grab handles in your bathroom and things like that. So that will overlap with what some long-term care plans will pay but they do not pay for the ongoing long-term care services. And those services they provide are going to vary by city, going to vary by county. They're even going to vary by, by zip code, and they can change every year. So there's some confusion in there. People think, oh, well, they'll pay supportive services. Well, it's usually after a surgery or something like that. So it does not pay long-term care. So bottom line, 
Medicare is your health insurance. You're going to have it till the day you die. You're going to use it until the day you die. It does pay for hospice care if it's palliative care, meaning you, you're off the medications and you're just taking comfort care. Medicare will pay all the way to the end of life. You will use it for your acute care, but it's not going to pay for your extended care journey, your long-term care, your assisted living, your adult family homes, those caregivers coming into your home. It's just not going to do that. Now, let's talk a little bit about Medicaid and the VA. So this, again, is very confusing. Both of these programs are safety net programs, meaning you must qualify. Number one, you need the care, so you need assistance through the day. But number two, you must qualify financially, which means it's means tested. You have to spend your assets down. You have to turn your income over. This is what people forget. With Medicaid, they think, oh, well, I'll just spend my assets down and get Medicaid. Well, if you've got pension and Social Security, that's gone too. Here's your $56 a month to buy toothpaste and birthday cards. That's what they give you, right? So Medicaid is a safety net program financially. Medicaid in this country right now pays for its estimated 80% of all nursing home beds in this country. Now, why is that? Well, number one, they don't have the resources to provide those health care workers to go into the house. They've been talking about it for decades. How do we get people to age in their community? We need to provide more services. But think about it. If, you've got, if you're by yourself in your home and you need a health care worker, that's a one-to-one ratio. Medicare, I'm sorry, Medicaid can't afford that. So what do they do when you get on Medicaid? If you don't have family members in your home to support and to provide and keep you in a safe environment, they're going to take you out and they're going to warehouse you in what? Well, a Medicaid nursing home. That's usually where you go. So there's very few facilities, private facilities that take Medicaid, and most of them are going to be limited, meaning you have to pay for two years or three years before they're going to accept Medicaid. So it's a safety net program. They generally are going to stick people that are in long-term care situations for extended periods of time in some kind of Medicaid nursing home. That's just the reality of it. The VA, this is a big confusion as well, too. So now I'm a veteran. I think, well, I was in the Air Force. I was in the Army. I was in the Navy. I was a Marine. Whatever it is. That doesn't mean that you're automatically going to get long-term care services. The VA is a means-tested program financially. They do slightly differ. They have some what we call aid and attendance benefits for those who have served at least 90 days of active duty and at least one day during active war. And you can find that on their website. So if you're a veteran, you can just go to the VA and look at that. But what you need to know is you must meet income and countable asset criteria established by the VA. That's just fancy talk for saying that you've got to spend your assets down. You've got to be at a threshold for income. And you require, you must require that assistance on an ongoing basis from another person. So this is where people get really confused on, on the VA. The VA essentially also spends a lot of effort trying to get you over to Medicaid. And Medicaid will do the same thing. If they find out you're a veteran, they'll be like, well, let's see if we can't get you some VA benefits. But the both of them, you're going to have to spend your assets down, and then you're going to have to turn your income over. So my grandmother, by the way, was married. She was on her third husband. And that's a, I'm thinking about a whole different podcast series for this. So the last man that she was married to was a veteran. There was a Home Lake Veterans Center in Monta Vista, Colorado. He could have moved into that after my grandma passed away, but he refused to do it because they were going to take his Social Security. They were going to take his pension. He was a, a concrete worker, so he had a concrete union pension. And he had to spend his assets down. Spending the assets were, was easy enough to do, but he just didn't want to turn over his income. And so he stayed where he was at in a little studio-assisted living facility. And that is a catch. People think, well, if you're a veteran, I can just go there. You can, but you don't get to keep your income. You don't get to keep your assets. So the bottom line where people are talking about, you know, well, they think that they have enough, you know, that there's some government program that's going to pay for that. Well, they think, guess what? I can use I can use the VA. I can use the Medicaid. They're going to be very disappointed when they find out how that system works. Now, let's move on to the last reason here. We're going to discuss today. I'm going to make this one quick. So nearly 8 out of 10 people surveyed who didn't buy long-term care insurance cited that the cost was the main reason. Now, to be fair, for most people, half of Americans go into retirement with $50,000 or less of liquid assets. It is too expensive. They don't really have a meaningful nest egg to protect because unless they have a huge pension and huge Social Security, they're not going to have the income to pay for that insurance to protect that $50,000. It doesn't make sense. That group of the population will have to rely on family members, and they're going to have to probably go straight on to Medicaid. And in fact, if you look at it statistically, half of Americans in long-term care situations rely 100% on family members 
to provide their long-term care services. So think about that. That, It kind of matches up, right? Half of Americans have less than $50,000. Half of Americans in long-term care situations rely on their family members. But when we look at the total population, I just think that the main reason why people are saying that is there's still a lot of misinformation about how these plans were set up. And a lot of people are talking about the traditional plans, pay-as-you-go plans. They don't pay you back. I'm looking at my clock. I'm going to sneak a quick break in, but stick around. When I come back, I'm going to finish up this topic on the expense side of it, and I'm going to introduce you to our client of the week and show you how we got them a 60% guaranteed return on their premiums, even if they don't use their long-term care. I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and we're back in. Uh, thanks again for tuning into the Long Term Care Radio podcast. So, again, um, you know, we're talking about the reasons why people don't get long term care. Number one, a lot of people just don't think they're going to need it. Number two, a lot of people think their existing coverage through Medicare or Medigap is going to pay for long term care services, which it's not. And number three, a lot of people just cite that it was too expensive. And I still hear that today. I, I really do. I hear that all the time. Like, well, it's just too expensive. I'm like, well, how much is it? Well, I don't know, but it's too expensive. And again, I think if you go back to just the, you know, the psychology of humans, if we don't think we're going to need something, I don't care if the premium's 10 bucks a month. People are going to be like, well, I'm not going to use it. So why would I pay 10 bucks a month for the next 30 years if I'm not going to use it? That just, that's too expensive. But what we really have to talk about on expenses is what's the cost of care? What's the magnitude of the situation? That's what people, there's this cognitive dissonance there. They say long-term care insurance is too expensive. No, it's the long-term care events that are breaking this people in this country. Half of Americans don't have enough money to really protect when they go into retirement. The number one reason why people file bankruptcy in the retirement years is because unpaid medical costs. Well, Medicare pays for your acute care, so what's not getting covered? your long-term care costs. So we really have to put that in big perspective and say, look, it isn't too expensive. The co- the cost of care is going to be way more expensive. It's just that if you don't think you're going to need it, you don't want to pay for it because that's the boat payment without the boat. And I totally get that. But again, that is based on the traditional pay-as-you-go models. And today, what has changed is we've got these new types of programs out there, these asset-based plans that are going to pay you back whether you use them or not. Now, again, half of the Americans are not going to need long-term care insurance. They just don't have enough assets to protect. They don't have enough income to justify making the payments to a program. So they're just not what we call suitable. And then out of the other half of the Americans, there's probably a good chunk of those people, maybe 30, 40, 50% of those that aren't going to qualify medically. So we have to figure that out. I don't know what that number is but there's a lot of people that aren't going to qualify. But they do have the assets. They do have the income. And a lot of those people are going to be forced to self-insure because they can't qualify for long-term care insurance. But for those that can, we have a brand new option out there. It's not brand new, but I mean, it's new compared to the old traditional plans. Some of these asset-based plans have been around for 30 years. It's just that the Pension Protection Act gave us a lot of advantages on the way we can fund them, gave us some tax advantages to set them up, and changed the rules a little bit. So now we have a plethora of new players that have brought programs to the market within the last 10 years. So those are the asset-based plans. And this week, I'm going to show you on our client of the week an example of just what we're talking about. And this is a client that came to me that was um, really just Howard, who was 68, and Nancy. 66. They're both retired. They came to us after hearing about a long-term care plan that one of their friends got from us over a year ago. And so they were saying, well, no, we got this new asset-based plan. It's going to pay us back. And so they said, well, we got to learn about this. We've never even heard of that. So that's how they got a hold of us. Now, Howard and Nancy are both retired. They're parents of three, and they have four grandkids at this time right now. Um, their biggest concern by far, what, what Howard was looking at was the efficiency. So when he was talking to his friend that had this plan, he said, man, that just that, that sounds almost too good to be true because... 
you know, he's got a very nice nest egg set up. And he's like, look, I, there's a lot of places I'd rather spend my money, but I also want the most efficient way to pay for care. And again, that's why we shop at Costco, right? It's because it's not because we don't have enough money to shop at 7-Eleven. It's because it's a lot more efficient. There's a value proposition to that. So that was something that Howard really intrigued him. He said, like, I'd like to learn the most efficient way to pay for a care situation if I end up there or my wife ends up there. Nancy was really concerned about finding the care that they might need because she's just, you know, she's got a friend that's going through a long-term care situation right now, and she's just struggling. She's trying to help them. And she said, gosh, you know, this is what is so hard is just navigating the medical system and trying to find the help. Nancy's trying to help her friends, and she said, I am just overwhelmed at this. They are pitching in. I'm trying to help out. And she goes, I don't want to pass this burden on to my kids. I just don't want to do that. And I think this is one of the biggest misconceptions out there that our medical system is this just nice, fluid system that once you need help, everything's going to work out and they're all going to know where to get the care and stuff. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. As soon as you show up to the hospital on Medicare, Medicare is going to get what they need out of you. They're going to do the hospital and they're going to boot you out. They're going to put you into a, a rehab center. They're going to send you home and then it's back up to you. And then you're going to have a social worker that steps in and there's just all kinds of, it's just really, like I said, it's a jigsaw puzzle with all the pieces spread out all over the place. And you've got to figure out how to put all back together. And so that was something that Nancy was realizing watching her friend go through this extended care situation. And so they just wanted to look at planning options so that they would be in a situation where they wouldn't have to react to an extended care situation, where if they put a plan in place today, they would have a team of professionals to call and be able to get that assistance to help them manage an extended care situation. When we start talking to uh, Howard and Nancy, this is what we found out about them. They're both in, in, in decent shape. You know, not great shape, but decent shape. Howard had two stents put in a couple years ago. Now, if you have a stent put in, that doesn't mean you're, you know, you're, you're ineligible, but there's a limit. If you, once you have a, most carriers are going to say three stents or more, you're out. So Howard was, you know, on that line, but he had two stents. He wasn't having any problems. He's taking some blood pressure or thinner medication. And that was it. Outside of that, he was actually in pretty good shape. So we had some options for him. Uh, Nancy had her knee replaced and that was a couple years ago and she was doing well. She wasn't, you know, limited by any way. She wasn't using a walker. She wasn't using a cane, nothing like that. So she had her knee replaced. She sprung back from that. She doesn't really have any other issues. So she's in good shape as well, too. Um, they live pretty close to all their children right now. Uh, one of them is getting thinking about moving, but um, right now they live close to their, their children so they can still see their grandchildren. Both Howard and Nancy travel a couple times a year, and they want to keep this pace up. So they go on different trips. They, they travel, try to travel around the world, some interesting place, and they want to try to keep that pace up, especially now, why they're moving into retirement and they can still physically get around and enjoy that. So that is something they really like to do. They own their home. They plan on staying there as long as their family is close by. They said, look, if our family moves, we might consider moving to be close to our family and kids. But right now, they like where they're at, and everybody, it's still kind of the family home. They have a second home in the mountains that they share with their family, and they use that on a regular basis. They have a sizable retirement account, and they're, you know, so they're going to be, they get to push off now into their 73 right now is the current age for required minimum distributions. They also have stocks and other investments. Um, they have some ownership and commercial property that provides them income right now. They're both holding off on Social Security. Howard was thinking, yeah, we're probably going to just try to hold off till 70. They feel that, you know, they're in good shape physically, and so they're going to hold off till 70 and start taking their Social Security at that time so they can get the maximum benefit. Um, and they also have, you know, they've got sizable liquid assets. And so I'm just telling you, in a nutshell, read between the lines, the bottom line is, these people have plenty of money to self-insure. They, they're not going to run out of assets if they end up in a long-term care situation. They might sell some things that they don't want to. They might pay a lot of taxes they don't want to. They might have to sell things in an inopportune time, but they are not going to run out of money. Okay, so that's the bottom line. And understand what we're talking about here is these asset-based plans, they're a better way to self-insure. These people were self-insuring. I'm just showing them a better way to do it. Now, here's what they wanted from a plan. They wanted a, a dedicated team to help them with their family. This was the key thing for Nancy. She just said, look, I, I, I've heard you talk about the concierge service. She called us. She talked to Madeline, our case manager, over and over. We sent her some information. We sent her some videos on this. And she said, that to me is what's important. I want some people that understand understand what the situation involves and how to get get us the help that we need so my kids don't have to figure this out. And that's what we mean by that concierge team. Think of them as the travel guide. 
They speak the medical language. They know how to find the help. They know the places to stay away from. So that's the idea there. Um, they wanted a dedicated stream of income. And this is something that really caught Howard's eye. I said, look, I'm going to have Social Security. I'll have required minimum distributions. I got a little bit of rental income from my commercial property. So I've got income coming in. But what I don't want to do is have to sell assets, especially if the market's down or at an inopportune time to pay for additional long-term care. I want to be able to keep my lifestyle up. And he said, look, if something happens to me, I still want Nancy traveling. I want her taking the kids to Disneyland. I want them to be able to do all those things. And so that's what he's looking at is I want a dedicated stream of income to help offset that cost of care. That was something that he really wanted. Um, They wanted to fund it with a single payment. They had looked at our website. They had seen a lot of different examples. We have five pay, 10 pay, 20 pay, uh, ongoing continuous premiums. We have single pay. We have a combination of that. Howard said, I am in a situation. I've got cash. I can move cash in there. That was really appealing to him because he said, I'm not going to put any more money in the market. So I'll look at repositioning some of my liquid assets into that. That was something he wanted to do. He wanted a, both of them wanted a company with a good reputation in history. And they asked a lot of questions on this. And I did a podcast on this uh, several weeks ago talking about, you know, how people used to just buy insurance based on the lowest premium. That's it. They didn't ask any other questions. And there's a big problem with that. You know, when it comes time for claim time, it turns out that your company isn't really what you thought they were. Well, actually, you didn't even know what they were. You just bought it based on premium. So they were asking me about that. They ended up with the same company that I have. I have personal experience with this company. And since we handle our claims for our clients, we are our, we're the advocate. For, so if you're a client of 525 Advisors, you've got a team already that's going to help you and your family. And we're working with the insurance. So we're that go-between so you guys don't have to figure it out. You can just call us. We're going to get a hold of the insurance company and get your claim turned on. That's easy. So we had some experience. So I talked to him about some of the different levels of service and what some of the companies offer out there. And so that was something that was very important to him. And they liked the idea of money coming back to the estate if they did not use the plan. This was just icing on the cake. That's why they were hesitant to look at traditional pay-as-you-go plans. Because like Howard just summed it up. You know, you're going to pay these premiums. We're told we're too old, but then if you're paying all these premiums and the premiums go up and we don't know that we're going to use it for sure, and he goes, I can just, it just seems like you could be throwing a lot of money away. And again, it's insurance. It's what we do with our homeowner's insurance. We don't hope our house burns down, but at the same sense, we pay that premium. Just that long-term care insurance premiums are a little bit more expensive than most homeowner insurance policies. So I understand that, that sense of, well, I got the boat payment, but I don't have the boat. And that's what traditional plans do. And so Howard loved the idea of money coming back to the estate. I repositioned some money. I don't use it. I get my money back and I have insurance. Win, win, win. Okay. And lastly, I always ask my clients, you know, kind of how much coverage you kind of think. And, and they both agreed the unlimited benefits, which I will just tell you for a, for a couple, unlimited benefits makes a lot of sense because what that simply says is you have a big bucket of money out there that's bottomless. You can take out each, take out your own monthly benefit for as long as you need it, and you're not going to have an effect on the other person. Meaning if I've got, you know, a joint plan with a total of five years of coverage and one person goes on claim and uses all five years, the second person doesn't have any coverage at all. So unlimited benefits just protect both both of the players when we're looking at a spouse or a couple um, that are set up. So here's what we did for them. We basically looked at asset-based plans because that checks all the boxes. You know, single payment, that's up, that's fine. We can do that. Return a premium, you can get that. Lifetime benefits, yes. Concierge claim support, yes. Comprehensive coverage at home and in facilities, you can do that, absolutely. So that checked all the boxes. We basically just worked backwards from a benefit amount. I said, you know, how much coverage do you want? You've got a bucket of money. How much do you want to be able to pull out of that every month? You want 3000 you want 5000 you want 10000 We can go up to $20,000 on this plan. What would you like? And they ended up settling on $12,000 a month of benefit per person. So if they're both on claim, that's $24,000. $144,000 a year per person. So again, both on claim, $288,000 a year coming out. Now, just think how much that protects your assets. You know, mom and dad are both in an extended care situation at the same time, and you're pulling in $288,000 tax-free. That really protects the asset. So that's the benefit that they decided to do. And again, unlimited coverage means they will never run out of that. They can pull out. $144,000 per person for 35 years. It doesn't matter. They will never run out of their insurance. Now, we funded this plan with a single deposit of $375,000. Exact amount, $375,648 for all the actuaries out there in in the CPAs. So $375,648 is just a single deposit that went into the plan, and that's what gives them each $144,000 a year tax-free for the rest of their life. But here's the catch. 
this is where people say long-term care insurance is expensive. Well, that's $375,000. That's expensive, Brian. Is it? Well, it's all relative to you, the estate and the money that you have. But look what they get back if they don't use it. If they don't use their plan, $600,000 is paid back to the estate. And guess what? Because of the way these asset-based plans are structured, this particular plan has a life insurance component built into it. That $600,000 is tax-free. If one of them go on claim or they both go on claim and they only use $100,000 total of long-term care insurance, $500,000 is still paid back to the estate. Now, remember, they only put three seventy-five dollars into the plan. So that's a 60% return. If they go out and that, that, that return of premium works as a death benefit, so if they go out and they both get hit by the bus tomorrow, guess what? $600,000 is paid back to the estate tomorrow tax-free. They don't have to wait till they're 95 or 100 to get that 600 back. It's, that's the benefit. That's the linked benefit option. We're, we're linking long-term care insurance with some other component, and that other component in this case is just that life insurance benefit. And it's just simply designed there to get premium back, and in this case, 60% more of the premium. Now, they could have dropped their premium down to about $350,000. That would have lowered the death benefit down to four hundred. dollars but for Howard and, and, and Nancy, they looked at it and they said, look, for $25,000, I don't care about that because I guarantee myself that I'm going to get 600 back that way, right? That 600 can come back in all death benefit. It could come back in long-term care benefit or long-term care benefit and death benefit. But here's the thing. Once they use $600,000 of long-term care, they've used up their death benefit, but they still have unlimited long-term care coming. So we're insuring both ends of the yardstick. I have two catastrophic cases. I'm covered. I'll never run out of long-term care insurance. I, do, I get lucky and I don't use it. My 375 turns into 600 tax-free back to my family. So that's how that plan works. Now, other benefits the plan has, $24,000 for caregiver training. That's if somebody in the family needs to get trained in class on Alzheimer's or medication management. They get $24,000 of medical equipment and home improvement. And folks, this is on top of their $12,000 each per month. So they're still getting their $12,000 a month tax-free, and they can pull out $24,000 for medical equipment, home improvements, things like that. Zero-day waiting for home care, meaning there's no 90-day elimination. There is a 90-day elimination if you go straight to a facility. But again, they changed this. Like my policy is a 30-day wait for home and 60 days for facility. They've gone to zero-day for home, 90-day for facility, because three out of four people start in their own home. Once you've had 90 days of care in your own home and you move to a facility, there's no additional waiting period. So that's that, that's what makes these plans meaningful. Most people start in their own home. They don't have to wait. They can turn those benefits on right away. Uh, concierge claim support means, again, there's somebody assigned to you. You're going to know that person's name. You're going to have that direct phone number from them. You and your family will always be able to contact that person and get help. That's the travel guide that can answer your questions, help you with Medicare billing questions, help you find service providers, help you move if you need to move, whatever it takes. Uh, coverage in all 50 states and Canada, partial coverage internationally. They like to travel. So if they are traveling, actually, they've got $600,000 of long-term care insurance that they can use at half the monthly rate. So they could each pull out $6,000 a month or $12,000 total until they use $600,000. And that's their international coverage. And then they'd have to get back to the states or Canada to get their full lifetime benefits. So folks, think of what this does for them. I mean, compared to what they had. You have to ask, with somebody that's worth millions of dollars, is 375000 enough to cover your long-term care? Well, I don't know. The government says you need to plan on spending about $250,000 per head, per person, in retirement for health care costs. The vast majority of that is health care costs that are not covered by Medicare, which is what? That's long-term care. So you're looking at it and saying, well, for basically $185,000 per head, I've got guaranteed unlimited benefits, but I'm going to get $300,000 per head back because they're getting a total of $600,000 back if they don't use it. So again, just win-win. Um, they have that team of professionals behind them. They get the tax benefits, meaning that they don't have to use this. This $12,000 come in does not count as income. They don't have to worry about trying to sell off assets in a down market. They don't have to try to worry about whether they're going to pay capital gains or they're going to pay income tax on that money when they're converting assets to income. They've got a dedicated source of money, and they're guaranteed to get 60% more back than they put in. Folks, I, I will just tell you, how is that expensive? How can you make that argument that long-term care insurance is expensive? Now, the financial advisors out there say, well, if I invest this in and, and get 10% a year over the next 22 years, blah, 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 blah. And I get so sick of that argument because, number one, 
I've got a, a 62-year on claim right now that took her policy out of 59. She didn't have 35 years to grow her money. That's life. That's why we have insurance. These people are never going to get that 60% return keeping it in the money market accounts, you know, unless they live to be 110. So this is not expensive. This is just repositioning assets and getting instant leverage, tax savings, and coverage and protection to make sure that your care is managed and funded in a time of need. I got to come up for air, take a quick break, stick around. I've got a little bit more. I'm going to answer a question when we get back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ong, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and we're back. And thanks again for tuning in to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Again, a couple classes coming up. The next one is Thursday the 11th. You just have to go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. Sign up. We are going to send you a link. All you do is click on that link, and you just get to watch the webinar. You don't have to download software. You don't have to update your software. I hate all of that. So we've got just a really simple system. It is a live class. You'll get to ask questions. You'll get to hear the other questions that other people ask, because I always share those questions when you ask a question. And so we can all learn together. But real popular class. They're free. They're both the same. Thursday the 11th and Saturday the 20th, both the same class. Just pick a time that's going to work for you. And we'll also send you a copy of our book, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning, which basically has a lot more information in a usable format with glossaries and, and all kinds of stuff in there as well, too. Now, I'll tell you, um, for the KVI listeners out in the Seattle area, um, I've had to change my radio program away because what happens is I get... I get so wrapped up on these client of the weeks because I just love it. I just, it's like, wow, holy cow. I mean, you look at our client of the week this week, these guys are just tickled pink. You know, they're like, we're making money by getting insurance is the way they're, they're looking at it. They're laughing. And so the idea is to bring that to you, but I always run a little bit long and then I end up with just a few minutes left on my last segment. So for the KVI listeners, because of the way the different stations are set up in news and stuff, you're going to hear a lot more ads at the end of the program so that we can just shorten those breaks, um, not a bunch of them to fill in between on this last segment. But today, on, on the last segment, I just want to go over a question that I got. Um, 
I was working with a client last week, and they wanted to know, you know, just they were really struggling with how to choose the right amount of coverage. And what happens if they choose coverage, you know, $10,000 a month or $5,000 a month, and it's not enough to cover the cost of care? And this is a great question, but I'm just going to be honest with you. There's not a right amount of coverage out there. There is no formula to calculate that. You know, as financial advisors, everybody likes these fancy software programs that make these little pie charts and these different colors and can predict the future and do all these things because it makes you feel like you did something, but it just doesn't work that way. We don't know what the cost of care is going to be. We don't know what the magnitude of your situation is going to be. So all we can do is really take a look at your situation and look at the current costs and say, well, this is how much home health care costs per hour. This is how much an assisted living facility costs. This is what an adult family home costs. This is how much a memory clinic costs. And get an idea of what the costs are and then kind of get an idea of your financial situation and figure it out. And the bottom line is, if you know, if your cost of care is $8,000 a month and you have a policy that pays $8,000 a month, well, you kind of hit the lottery, right? You're like, wow, great. I get all $8,000 paid. It's like it's free long-term care for me at that point. It's great. But if your benefit is only $4,000 a month, people are like, well, what, what do I do if I only have $4,000 coming in my insurance? Well, what would you do if you had no long-term care insurance? Well, you come up with $8,000. Now that you have $4,000 coming in, you just only have to come up with $4,000. So you're still getting a 50% discount on that cost of care. So what we have to do is we just really have to look at your situation. And you have, number one, you know, let's face it. What we're doing is we're buying a bucket of money to use in the future at a discount today, and we're paying for that. So it's like anything else we're going to pay for. You know, I'm a sucker for the laundry detergent at Costco. It's always $4 off, and I think I've got five or six gallons of that in the garage at all times. My wife drives her crazy. But I look at it, I'm like, man, they're giving that away because that stuff doesn't go bad, and I'm not going to lose it, and it's going to cost more in the future. But at a fine point, you know, the reason why I don't go in there and buy a truckload, well, my wife wouldn't let me. But number two, I don't don't have that much money to put into laundry detergent. So long-term care is kind of the same way. You know, where am I at financially? My first plan was just four years of coverage on traditional pay-as-you-go. My plan that I took out when I turned 50 is a lifetime benefit asset-based plan that's going to pay me back. I was just in a different position in my life, and so I added that second plan in there, and I got more coverage. So it's a great question, but there's no right answer. What we want to look at is, number one, yes, it's very linear. If a plan costs X amount for $4,000 a month, it's going to cost double that for $8,000 a month, and that's the way you can figure it out. So like our clients of the week could have put half the money in. They would have got $6,000 a month for a lifetime, and that's our job is to guide you and walk you through that. I'm looking at the clock. I got to get to work, work on another show for next week. I appreciate your interest. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.